This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're going to talk some more college football right now with Troy Clarity. You hear him on the Pac-12 network, play-by-play broadcaster, big Stanford guy. Troy, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you doing tonight? I am doing terrific. It's an honor to be with you guys, and uh, hopefully we can uh, take some folks' minds off of some overall some substandard football that we're seeing uh, so far this uh, evening. But uh, overall, things looking looking pretty good in the Pac-12 at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I was a big Stanford fan last week, uh, plus seven, and they did cover the spread. They should have probably won that game at home against mm-hmm. Oregon State. They lose 28-27. Mm-hmm. Next up now, they go against my squad, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, big favorites in this game. I haven't been very impressed. I just think it's going to take a couple of years for them to kind of, you know, build that program up and be a 10-win team. But Stanford, you know, I love this program. In the last couple of years, it's been a struggle. How do you see this game playing out on Saturday, though? It's a 17-point spread. Do you think they could at least keep it within the number? Well, what will be intriguing, and I think what this game will entirely hinge upon, is the Stanford offensive line. And it's, it's been a struggle mostly on the health side of things. Uh, Stanford already has played five different offensive tackles this year, and, and that's pretty much due to health. Now, they're going to get one of those offensive tackles back in Miles Hinton, who has missed the last few weeks uh, due to injury. So they're going to get him back, but they're also going to lose their left tackle in Walter Rouse. They've already lost Barrett Miller, uh, who has been on the shelf for the last couple of weeks. He had actually started uh, the Washington game uh, when, uh, when uh, Miles Hinton was questionable coming into that week. And, of course, he was not able to go. So Barrett Miller came in and played much of that game. Then he had to move from right tackle to left tackle when Walter Rouse got hurt against the Huskies. That put in Connor McLaughlin at right tackle. Well, Miller's out and McLaughlin's out. For this game, McLaughlin actually got hurt in the run up to Washington and went to the Oregon game uh, the week following that. So it's been a real, real struggle for Stanford to keep offensive linemen healthy. And oh, by the way, right guard Levi Rogers out for this one as well. So your only two knowns up front for the Stanford offensive line right now are the center and the left guard. Everyone else is either brand new or working their way back from injury. And when Stanford was down to both of their backup tackles against Washington, Huskies had a field day. They had eight sacks in that one, four in the first quarter alone, and it was just very, very difficult and tough sledding uh, for the Stanford offensive line that day. Now, that being said, Jack Lair, a young man who had had very little experience before coming in against the Oregon Ducks and playing much of that game um, after another offensive tackle got hurt, but, but Lair... Pretty impressive to this point. 
but we don't know whether he's going to be playing on the right side or the left side. In any case, having so, had this shift around so many moving parts in your offensive line, that, that's not exactly an ideal spot to be in, especially considering a Notre Dame defense that has proven to be active and proven to get into the backfield early and often. Ask Cal for their thoughts on this. They had to completely reshuffle their offensive line yeah. after that trip to South Bend. So, you know, I, I think a lot of this game is going to hinge on the offensive line for Stanford. If they can't open up holes, if they can't keep Tanner McKee upright, could be a long night for Stanford and South Bend. Troy, a lot of good stuff there. Talk to me about USC-Utah. This is the showdown, top 25 matchup. Uh, we know Utah, they struggled a lot with UCLA and that high-flying offense last week. They're laying three and a half at home this week. USC is going to be a popular underdog pick. What do you make of this USC-Utah game in Salt Lake City this weekend? Yeah, and I'm very intrigued to see the USC defense and, and what it can do because it's been underwhelming at times, right? I mean, they were able to put together a very, very nice performance uh, against Oregon State a couple of weeks ago. Of course, Oregon State's quarterbacks decided to throw four interceptions that night. That certainly helped out a lot. But overall, and I'm a big fan of their defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, uh, remembering what he did, the time that uh, uh, the, 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 the confusion that he caused when he was running the speed D back at Washington State. So I think it might take a bit of a while for USC to find its real true sea legs um, underneath Alex Grinch. And Utah, I'm very intrigued to see what happens here as they get off the map. Look, tough loss against UCLA last week. They're missing Brant Queefy. They're, ter- they're terrific at tight end. But Dalton Kincaid, no slouch either. I mean, there are moments during that game last week against UCLA where Kincaid was absolutely unstoppable. But they still miss it is hard for me, however, to go and, and look, USC offensively, one of the best in the business in the country at this point. Caleb Williams looks terrific. Jordan Anderson needs no introduction. A very nice rushing attack with Travis, with Travis Dye as well. Is that going to be enough to overcome a mad Utah squad? And what's going to be a fired up Rice Eccles Stadium, which I don't think a lot of people, maybe even still in the Pac-12, realize just how tough and how difficult it is to go in there as, as the road team and win. Very, very intriguing on a lot of different levels. And I think we're going to learn a lot about both squads, both of those squads on Saturday. Troy, I want to talk a little bit about Arizona State beating UW as massive <laughs> underdogs after what looked like to be maybe one of the most dysfunctional teams, you know, with everything that happened with Herm Edwards and the assistants, basically giving playbooks out to the opposing coaches. And, and now you have... <laughs> Trenton Bourget coming in as a backup and just beating the doors off of UW. Does that win say more about what ASU can be if they figure their stuff out or more about Washington not being the team that we were hoping or thinking that they might be? Yeah, fantastic question. I think it speaks a lot more towards Washington, right? And I figured that they would get exposed a little bit once they actually went on the road. Starting their season with four games at home, especially with uh, as raucous a place as Husky Stadium can be when that program is rocking. I mean, look, Kent State, Portland State to start, uh, you're not going to really, you're, you're not going to really learn a whole lot there. Michigan State, at that point, at that time, we thought that was really a landmark win, and in a lot of ways, it was for that program. And then they knocked Stanford around, but I, I had a feeling that the true Washington, you don't really know that much about a team until they go on the road and face tough competition. 
I was not surprised one bit to see them lose to UCLA, whom she will talk about in a bit. And in some ways, I was still surprised to see them drop one to Arizona State. But in a lot of other ways, I wasn't. Man, it's tough to win in the, on the road in the Pac-12, especially if you haven't been placed in those kinds of situations where you have to. You know, defensively, their personnel, they're, they're kind of holding things together a little bit with spit and bailing fire, it seems at times, especially in that, uh, in that secondary. So it, it, in a lot of ways, what happened to them in Tempe did not surprise me. Now, they come home this week to face Arizona. That'll help out a little bit. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Troy, you talked a little bit about UCLA right there, and they're off this week. They're going to have a big game coming up against Oregon. Oregon sitting right now quack, at five quack. and one. UCLA is undefeated this season. Like it all comes down to like for them if DTR can stay healthy, and he has so far this season. And I think Chip's done a great job. But are they for real? And would you pick them against Oregon on the road? Boy, that's going to be a fun one next week. And in, in a lot of ways, UCLA, what they have done to this point, hasn't necessarily surprised me because look, their schedule not really formidable at all. And some of, that, uh, some of that isn't their fault, right, because they were supposed to play Michigan this year, but the Wolverines pulled out of that matchup and they had to scramble and bring in a, a different opponent. So some of that isn't exactly their fault. That being said, when they played better competition, DTR looks magnificent. That ball is just exploding out of his hands. He is making and he has eliminated uh, a lot of the mistakes that seem to doom him. Earlier in his career, we would get good DTR for like three and a half quarters and then get bad DTR. That would make about four or five different plays. That would end up putting UCLA in a position many times that, that, they, that it could not recover from. That old DTR is gone. Uh, he, he looks fantastic. But I figured the schedule would put them in an advantageous position, especially early, and it has. And, oh, by the way, Bruins play old defense. We haven't really seen much of that since maybe going back to the 2005 squad and some of those guys uh, that were running around at that time. Uh, UCLA looks the part to this point. You know, I, I, I you know, do power rankings that you will disagree with for fun <laughs> every Sunday on Twitter. And, and right now, UCLA is my number one, but no doubt. That's going to be a big, big test against Oregon in Eugene. Gee, I wonder what the big subplot for that one is going to be with Chip Kelly going back to the mm. sideline of a place that he used to know. Yeah, very good point. Uh, Troy, we also have Washington State at Oregon State this weekend in Corvallis. The Beavers minus three and a half point favorites. They've kind of been reeling ever since that close loss to USC where they just had to feel like, you know, they gave that game away. Wazoo's been pretty good this year. Should have beaten Oregon. Um, they've been playing people tough. What do you make of this game between Wazoo and Oregon State? Well, I, it, I think you could possibly make the case that this is the most intriguing game of the week. Uh, USC-Utah certainly in that conversation, but Washington State, Oregon State, these are two teams that, look, I don't think they're going to be mistaken for one of the top-tier teams in the, USC, in, in the Pac-12 right now. I think right now, as we speak, four teams belong in that top-tier 
USC, Utah, UCLA, and Oregon. Oh, by the way, all those four teams play each other, you know, over the course of the next uh, a couple weeks or so. Um, so I, I, I think outside of that top tier, you've got Washington State. I'm the, I've been very impressed with Cam Ward and what he has done at quarterback. Love his wide receivers. And that defense, they got speed, man. They can certainly change things around quick, fast, and in a hurry. And, and, and Oregon State, a team that was dominated by Stanford in a lot of ways, not in time of possession necessarily, uh, as, as the Bees had the ball for, for much of that game. But, you know, give them credit. They found ways to break through. Chance Nolan, as I say this, and I'm sure you guys are more in the know on this, or at least updated on this um, as, as I speak, but Chance Nolan probably not going to be able to go again this week. But Ben Gobranson, Gold, you know, he made some big-time throws at the end, and he got a lot of help from his receivers. So intrigued to see the battle of sorts between the receiving cores between uh, the Cougs and the Beavers. And look, this is a fun rivalry between these two squads, you know, these two schools kind of identify with each other a little bit, a couple land-grant schools in the Pacific Northwest. They kind of, you know, they're, they're not in, in major metropolitan areas or anything like that. So it's kind of a sneaky, fun rivalry to watch um, in the Pac-12. But Washington State probably has a little bit more at this point, but I would never count out the Beavers at research. Yeah, I love it, man. Do you feel like we only got about one minute, like 60 seconds? Do you feel like the Pac-12 deserves a little bit more respect? Because I know it's all about the SEC, even the Big Ten, because you have Ohio State, Michigan. But I feel like, you know, when USC is good, it's good for college football. And I do think they've had a lot of luck. But, I mean, they're undefeated right now. UCLA is undefeated. Utah's a very good team, even though they have two losses. Don't sleep on my Ducks, The on. The Ducks only have one loss, and I think they might beat UCLA <laughs> And it was to Georgia, day. yeah. So. Yeah, do you feel like the conference deserves a little more respect? Have you seen the Big Ten West, for example? Exactly. I mean, my word, that is that is just some troublesome, troublesome stuff there. As of right now, yes, because you look at those four teams in that top tier that we mentioned. You know, can they beat the top tier in the SEC? Probably not, but they'd give them a heck of a competition. And the tier that's right behind those top four is also pretty deep as well. We haven't really talked about Arizona. Cal has shown some things as well, so. So overall, I think the Pac-12 football product is better than it was, certainly than it has been over the last couple of years. It's great to see, and it's always great to back the Pack. I agree. Thanks so much, Troy. Have a great weekend, ma'am. Thanks, Troy. Uh, a pleasure. Let's make this a habit. Absolutely. Troy Clary, Pac-12 Network. I like it. Pack. I like that. Quack, quack. like that guy. Good guy. Play-by-play announcer. Does it all for the Pac-12 Network. I've seen him actually on the call for some volleyball there as well. Yeah. You know, he's right. We were talking about the top three, right, with Mike Morgan, obviously, Ohio State, Bama, Georgia. But after that, like, I mean, you can make the argument those Pac-12 teams are in the conversation, right? UCLA, Oregon, Utah, USC on their best day. I think UCLA is the best of the bunch. I do right now. Yeah. Unfortunately. And they're slept on right now. They are slept on. Big. I agree. I don't know. I think DTR is head and shoulders better than Bo Nicks. I can't wait for that Oregon game next week. I Good think on. we lose. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, think we lose. I think Listen, I thought we were going to lose to BYU as well. And then we went home and we put the smack down on them. So I'd rather have this occurrence than the other. I should ask Troy for the hookup for the Pac-12 network since like nobody has it.